Welcome to the Red Bearded Predator Podcast, where average folks talk about walleyes, whitetails, Wisconsin outdoors, and beyond. There's like a beast. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's a nice eye. Yeah. That was a fast one. Holy cow. Welcome to this week's Red Bearded Predator podcast. We're going to be talking to our friend Robert Loper from the Bucksake about his outfitted hunt in Kentucky. Rob typically hunts only public land, but he decided to get out of his comfort zone and experience something a little bit different. We're going to see what his thoughts were of being on an outfitted hunt. If he enjoyed being put in stands or if he'd rather do it on his own, then we have an interesting question of... Would you rather hunt September, October, November, or December? Um, have some interesting thoughts on that. Let's dive into the podcast. Rob had a chance to do something different. He is the consummate public land hunter, but uh, <laughs> he got together with some buddies and did got out of his comfort zone a little bit and uh, did an outfitted hunt this year in Kentucky. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I uh, did a, get an outfitted hunt with um, Clark's Rivers Whitetails, a guy named Wes Steele. He's in Murray, Kentucky. Great guy, man. Great guy. And um, it was a good time, man. It, it was my uncle, my cousin, which my cousin is brand new to deer hunting. I'm trying to – he's another one I'm trying to get into and, and, and you know, get him acclimated to what everything. And, um, you know, it it was it was a long, long drive. <laughs> Four, sixteen hours there, fourteen hours back. But um, how does that work out? <laughs> you, you'd uh, think it'd be the same both ways. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> going out there is always a little longer than coming home. So it was me, my uncle, and my two cousins. My actually, my two cousins. Uh, my my one cousin's never hunted before in his life, and then my other con- cousin that I'm trying to show, show us stuff to, he went there last year and shot a, a, a buck and, um, he's trying to get into the public land stuff now. So he's got the fever, but, um, they, they do this trip every year because my cousin and their brother committed suicide about four years ago. And, and it was and it's on the anniversary a day before Thanksgiving. So they do that to, um, you know, to, to bond and all that and, and for remembrance. So, you know, it, it, it was a cool trip. I've seen a ton of deer, man. Uh, no big ones. Though. I didn't see any big ones. Uh, I, uh, I shot the, the buck I shot. He, he, he's not a bad buck. He's just, his horns are real unique. It came around and they touch, they, they cross each other and touch. And he, Good, and that's, that's cool. Like, yeah, when I was a kid, like, you always see these big wide bucks and I always thought it'd be cool to have a buck that wrapped all the way around and the tips touched. And I'm like, when I saw yours, I'm like, that's, yeah, that's the, like if, if I had to draw up a buck that I want, yeah, like, I just think that's cool. It was, he, and he's high and tight and he, he comes all the way around. He's, he's a 10 pointer but, and he's got all these uh, goofy kickers off the bat, almost, not a drop time, but like on, on his bases, he's got all these kickers off the off both bases. One's like that long; it goes almost straight yep. back like a knife. It's pretty cool. So, 
I dropped his ass right in his. I mean, thirty all six, baby. Boom. Matter of fact, game over. <laughs> there it is, right there. <laughs> There's the case. So game over. But it was a great time. Um, I, I probably won't do it again. There you go, baby. There you go. There it is. I probably won't do it again. Um, just for financial reasons, and I, I just, you know, I got so much shit going on this year. So. You know, we'll see. I keep saying I'm not, but then I'll say I'll see. You know, who knows? But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. How'd you guys like go with this outfit, or just from past experience, or? I I believe my my uncle had past experience two years with this guy, and then they okay. just they asked me, and I said, Yeah, screw it, I'll go with you. And um, my uncle was I, I wasn't gonna go, and because we're really tight right now, uh, I I have two houses. Uh, Eric maybe knows a little bit of shit going on in my family right now. And I have a daughter in Delaware and my two kids here. My wife's here, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that's a whole nother, a whole nother podcast. So um, it's been a fucked up year. But um, where was I? <laughs> I fucked up year. Oh, the financial oh. thing. Financial thing. I just, I, I said, ah, I, I really can't really do it this year. And he said, how about if I pay half? Okay, sold. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I couldn't turn it down so it was three grand man and um it was a great haunt my my uncle killed 165 inch last year uh i, I don't have a picture of it but um so uh, i i don't think there's a whole bunch of 165 inch or 140 inches running around that place i just you know what i'm saying yeah kind of saying i I, I think Delaware has a little bit better bucks there. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah, I mean, you, you think yeah. in Kentucky, like, once in a while you see a guy, you know, get a big one in Kentucky. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like your cookie cutter, you know, like I, I always say, the cookie cutter eight point, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I thought you you took the thought out of my head, bud, so – I, I doubt I'll go back. I had a great time. The guy, the guy Wes, actually is a great guy. He actually wants me to come help him maybe uh, set up his bow hunters for early season. But there's so many cottonmouths down there. I said, well, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't mess with poisonous shit in the woods. We don't have them. So I, I don't know about that, man. I said, well, give me a shout. We'll see, you know. And he, you know, he probably throw me a free haunt in, you know. So maybe I will go back. I don't know. <laughs> throw, yeah. throw, throw some meat in the freezer. Give me a couple of does, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm with you, Rob. Though I don't do danger noodles at all. Yeah. Like, uh, mm -mm. I, I, I'm a bitch when it comes to spiders. I, I don't mind snakes. I, I'll get bit by a snake, but if if there's poisonous around, nah, I ain't doing that, man. I don't, I, I don't like to not feel good. <laughs> like. I mean, yeah. you can watch a snake climb up like a rock face without any yeah. arms or legs. It's like, nah, mm, no, yeah, not nah. be able to do that. <laughs> nope. I'm just gonna throw it out there right now. That ain't natural. <laughs> no, it's not natural. Now, it's just not. So I got Sorry. a question. Look, now, the, we we got there, and the first the first night we got in there, we it was 16 hours. We jumped out of the truck. I I, I went upstairs and I washed myself up a little bit because I didn't sleep one bit because we left it. 10 o'clock the night before and we showed up there 16 hours later whatever the hell that was and um 
we went and jumped in box. It was all box stands, you know, in box stands. That's why if, if you watch my video, I'll say I'm in camo in a box stand <laughs> in, a, in a accident or whatever the hell it is. But um, uh, the first night I, I probably had 30 does, man, out in not one buck. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there thinking like, that's when it hit me. I'm like, oh, shit. Where's all these bucks at? Yeah, this is low pressure property, you know. Yeah. And one buck came out, man. Uh, I don't, I don't know what was up, but I had plenty of does out in front of me. And then the next morning, it rained so bad, we all slept in, we didn't go out. And um, I mean, it was bad. That <laughs> night, I went out, and that's when I shot my buck. That was um, uh, Thanksgiving. And then uh, I, only, I only went out in another morning because you can only shoot does. And then uh, I went out the last morning before we left, and we were on a doe on. We were supposed to shoot six does if we could, me and my cousin Johnny, because they, they, they want the does dead. And uh, we seen well, nine, I mean, bucks. Yeah, if, if, nine, if you're... nine bucks that morning. Nine bucks went by <laughs> us. I swear to God, nine bucks, dude. I'm like, are you serious? A big giant cornfield, nine bucks come out, not one dough. And we seen bobcats. That was cool. And bobcats were cool as hell, man. But go ahead, hey, Zeb. All right. Well, I had, I had one question, but it reminded me I had a bobcat attack a turkey decoy this spring. It was pretty crazy. Oh, that was that's cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Could I ask you. Um, you know, this is the first time me and you have actually really yeah. met but um your experience how did you feel because i've been on one outfitted hunt before and that was on my honeymoon me and my wife went up bear hunting in uh, canada you better keep that girl boy <laughs> i'm <laughs> kidding man it's, uh, <laughs> it's her we i actually we uh we took her bear and got it scored because it was huge and uh That's she's awesome. in the record books for you know boone and crocker or whatever first bear awesome. ever like seen in her life 320 pounds in the spring it, it's giant wow uh, bear, the skull was over like 20 inches but yeah. uh you know one of the things that i took away from that hunt was uh well here let me just ask you this before i, I start talking yeah. How do you feel being fully outfitted like that being a guy that's all do it yourself I, I don't like it one bit i i i honestly i honestly i had a great time with my family but i I, I didn't like it because I said, I told the, the outfitter, uh, I told him, I said, listen, man, I, I like to hunt bedding, real thick, nasty shit. And he says, I have spots for you because I called him about a month before. Dude, I was getting like anxious over like, over what? you're no. asking me. I'm like, I'm not going to like this. You know, maybe I should let somebody else go. And I was very, very much out of my comfort zone, you know, signing up for this. But now I, I, I want control. I just, it's just how I am, you know. But you know, it is what it is. I went through it, and I'm home now. So, <laughs> but no, I think it's so. So was this a deal, kind of like when when you guys got there? Did the outfitter say, "Hey, you go to this blind, you go to this blind, you go to this blind"? Yeah. It wasn't like he 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 didn't lay it out saying, "Hey, these are the spots. You know, where where do you guys feel comfortable?" It was kind of like, "No, you're going to go here. You're going to go here." Yeah. 
he you jumped in the truck and uh he dropped you at, he's got one of them little kabotas and he dropped you at, at whatever stand the wind was right or he thought was right i, I actually i'll yeah. tell you the story about the night i killed my buck the wind was totally wrong and it was a younger buck and 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 it, the buck that i wanted to shoot winded me so if you if yeah. i don't know if it's on my video or not I, I, I'll, I'll tell the story that night and I, I remember coming in and I'm like, I don't like this wind because I had a cut bean field behind me and it's a box stand on a, on a, on a hedgerow between cut, cut bean field. And it was on the edge of a run like this. It was like an overgrown run, like, I don't know, an old cut or something, but it was probably <laughs> waist high to chest high in some spots, but it was really gnarly. It was almost like a staging area for a buck to come out before he goes out to the field. So, and, and the, the wind was coming down that and, and knowing how wind reacts and knowing, I knew that the, the, down in the corner, I was facing the, the, the bedding area, it was in front of me. And the clubhouse was actually about a quarter mile to my left. I walked from the clubhouse and I knew that the wind was coming this way and was come down and was going to hit that and blow it right back into that bedding area. And I'm sitting there thinking, God damn it, man, this guy don't know what this wind's doing. And I, I, I knew it. And, and he, God damn, I he had was basing, it. He was basing it off the wind of his cell phone versus the wind actually at the stand. Pretty much. And he was, he wasn't accounting for stand placement for wind reaction against transitions and bouncing around and swirling and all that, yep. like, you know, some of us do. And guys, is he going to get to that question, that kind of thing, you know, from, I, I don't, I, you know, he's the outfitter dude. I just, I just went on a hunt and I kind of like, I didn't say nothing, but I, I told my cousin John, I said, dude, that, that stand is in such a wrong spot. So, you don't well, want to guide the guide, but you want to go with it and not ruffle feathers. I didn't want to. I didn't want to seem like a know-it-all asshole. You know what I mean? But I knew what it was yep. doing. And it, I agree. and I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, I had a little spike like this come out in front of me, wind me, and go still go right in front of me. That's how I know it was super low pressured. And then went out to the field. And then I had three does come out from my left and got to there and. This, the branches were hitting the roof. It was a, it's a new stand, and it was making noise. Um, and that's another thing. I'm like, God damn it! And they were spooked by that, and they actually got spooked and walked back into the thing. And then, as soon as they got into, to the to the woods, like going back, I, I felt the wind coming, and I heard a deer blow back in that corner. And I looked, and all I seen was bone and an ass going. Damn it, I knew it. I knew it. And uh, if you watch my video, you can hear me a little bit explain what happened. And then yep. luckily for me, this guy came up. For some reason, he must have checked them does. He must have been ran in that transition just inside checking does. He must have checked them does. And then he stepped out in that thick shit mm -hmm. and, and, you know, looking to see if anything was out in the soybean in the cut bean field. And I just let him, dropped him right there. They, done deal so but it, it was I, I was very very fortunate to kill that deer because 
that deer busted me and all them does busted me and the spike really busted me so um i was lucky man and that, i don't like that i don't like like we said earlier i don't like to guess i don't like to I don't like to have luck, if that makes sense, you know? Well, you like to make your own guess, right? Yes, like, exactly. Let me make my own mistake, you know? It just, but you know what? I, I don't want to be, I, I'm not trying to be negative with it. It was a great time. The guys were awesome. The, even my, the guide was a great guy. It, it was an awesome place. It, the, the, you know, they had meals, everything. The, the, the clubhouse was cool shit, you know? And, but uh, I just did, you know, I tried it. I probably won't do it again. So <laughs> it's not, it's not your style. Is no, what it comes it's to. It's not my style. Yeah, it's just not. So leave that for the Illinois guys. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> leave that for the Illinois guys. Okay. <laughs> I, Bert I Johnson, you got anything to say to that? <laughs> What's that? I, I didn't hear what I he said. Think, I don't think he heard him. <laughs> Oh, I you don't think your bud? heard him. Yeah. He said leave the outfitted stuff basically for the Illinois guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, nothing against Tonson. That was just a dig on Wisconsin to Illinois, you know. <laughs> nah, we know. No, nah, I mean, I, I know enough about that, that part of Illinois to know that I, I know people who used to hunt out there, and they lost every single spot they ever had. So. Wow. <laughs> That's a shame. Nah, Taunton, you're pretty much a Wisconsinite. We'll just annex your part of Wisconsin, or, uh, Illinois to Wisconsin, so. <laughs> you yeah. got any questions about the outfit at home, Taunton? Um, I, I mean, because I, 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 I ran upstairs to grab some beer, but uh, uh, that, that buck you shot, how, like, how far was the shot you had on it? I probably 60, 65 yards with a 30 all six. Just, you know, he, he didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's done. I actually, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, oh man, I'm all discouraged. I'm like, I knew I was busting. I look up and I seen him. I said, oh shit. <laughs> I picked the gun up. I made sure the tactic cam was on Eric. I picked it up. <laughs> so, I like it. I may have missed this too. Like prior to like going out there, did you have an idea what you were looking to shoot, or was it more just kind of? Yes, like, I did. I'm. You know what? I I did leave that out. There's a a really big seven pointer that I think winded me, and then there was a really goofy. He has all these weird. Not a big buck, but he has like decent mass to him. But he has all this. He's a real weird buck. He's got like. Uh, 13 or 14 points and it's real small but real weird he wanted one of us to take that deer out i don't know why but i said whatever man you know so no man throw some throw some cool jeans in that property yeah 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 <laughs> you to admit though that buck you shot is pretty decent i mean i Oh, he's a good buck. Yeah, he's a decent buck. Yeah, that that picture is 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 very rewarding. Believe me, Johnny was behind me, and he he made that buck look a lot bigger than it was. But um, I've shot a lot. No, you know what? I, I don't don't I don't want you to take me wrong. I had a great. I love that buck. That's why I shot it. It was a great buck. Um, I I don't want to sound like one of them guys, you know, because I'm not. Eric knows that. But uh. 
I just, I was outside of my zone, you know, and I just, I don't want to be there again. <laughs> so That's kind of why I asked you that question. I mean, yeah, you know, black bears and whitetails are completely different, but when we went up there, uh, it, it was just something else having everything set up for you and you were walking in, yeah. um, and granted it was, it was bears. So I was just, Oh dude, I love shooting bears. I'll shoot yeah. whichever in front of me, you know, but having, uh, having it set up where you didn't have to think about anything. And then you had even the people that were, I mean, the guys that uh, ended up taking out both our bears. I mean, they didn't even expect me to drag. They didn't expect me to gut it out. Yeah. They didn't expect me to cut it up. And I was like, I look right at the main guy and he, he was awesome. Dirty old redneck, you know, I kind of got, yeah. I was like, dude, there's no way you're keeping me from gutting this thing out right now. Like, this is this is my jam. And now, here's, yeah. a, here's a weird thing I'll add. That we weren't allowed to gut the deer right away for, until we got it over to the CWD's checkpoint. I don't yeah. know why. I had to gut the deer the next morning, and then, uh, of course, I had to debone everything and skin it and all that, so to bring it home, so. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> oh no, you're good. That that's really that's interesting because mm-hmm. I mean I'm so my wife is from Texas actually, and you know mm-hmm. I grew up you know seeing some stuff online about Texas and not gutting out deer, and I never understood it. Like I know a lot yeah. of people don't not do that, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a wild ride. I got to be able to do all that stuff, but it you know hunting with people, you know a a group of people like a deer camp, you know, mm-hmm. that traditional deer camp. I'm lucky enough to have that. And, you know, not having everyone help. And Grant, yeah, we were paying for it. You know, it was our honeymoon. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was awesome, but it's like, no, I paid for this. Like, I paid to get my hands bloody like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I want to go Simbon myself. Yeah. What was See, I, to me, like a deer camp, I better know you. I, I, you know what? I, I don't want to sound like that guy, but like, I'm not a deer camp guy. I, I am a, a really, I am a loner. I, I like to hunt, and, and I'm just super quiet. You know what I mean? In, in ways like that, but like, uh, I, I'm not a big sit around the campfire, and I don't even drink, dude. I, I eat. I'm fat because I eat. That's <laughs> it. You know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not that guy, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, to, to do that, I better know you, you know what I mean? Cause I, Eric knows I have a really bad depression problems. I get very anxious with, with, with crowds and all that. I think you know that Eric. Yep. Um, and I just, I, I'm a, I'm a retired prison guard. So, crowds of me don't get along and they probably will not get along even that five or six people that i don't know i'm always if i walk in a restaurant i gotta see the whole place man you know what i mean and and, um to be in that situation like that i just it's just not me you know what i mean luckily i i was in with people that i've known my whole life you know what i mean so i could never go away I could never, I'll put it to you like this. I could never go away, even with them guys and having four or five other guys at the same place. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, because I, I just I, I, that would I would be so anxious before I I would probably go nuts. Like, you know, because I'm always thinking of like, uh, you know, am I up too early? And do I, you know, I don't I don't want to bother people. Does that make sense? So absolutely, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm a weirdo, man. <laughs> weirdo. We're all a little weirdo. And yeah. speaking of outfitted hunts, uh, as a don't don't forget, you're on an outfitted hunt in Iowa. Little burn right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, Iowa hunt. I mean, that was that was ridiculous. Was it? Yeah. It, it was. It was something else. Yeah. Well. Hey, did you watch the the video of uh, that the Iowa deer at all, uh, Rob? Of, I uh, did a little bit, and then I keep going back and forth with it. Okay, so so this is Zeb. Uh, he and I actually met up in Iowa, and yeah. we ended up punting together. And uh, I put him <laughs> pretty much in the kill spot. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, thirty. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so. And, and he put you on the meat, baby. He'll put you on the meat. Well, he, and he all of us are, on. yeah, all of us are pretty much the same way. Like, yeah. in terms of public land hunters, like, let me go where the hell I want to go. Let me yeah. control what I want to control. So yeah. it was like kind of interesting that Zeb allowed me to to uh, put him in that spot. But I mean, me and Zeb talk hour and a half. So yeah. Yeah, we got to know each other pretty good. So, yeah, no, that, yeah, that Kentucky hunt sounded uh, like an interesting time. I've never been on an outfitted hunt personally. Um, I think, honestly, I've never wanted to go on out outfitted hunt, but I feel to complete my hunting experience, I should go on an outfitted hunt just to get out of my comfort zone because yeah. that's what. It, yeah, that's what I'm all about is yeah is getting out, out of my comfort zone. So yeah. anybody else have thoughts I, on that? I, I love the trip. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't want to sound like that again. And, and I had a great time with my family. And um, it, it was a great time. I just, uh, like I said, I just, I probably won't do it again because I didn't have control. <laughs> so, yep. But. Honestly, listening to you guys, I think like the, the I've gone on. I went on seven outfitted hunts in my life, and hearing what you guys experienced compared to what I experienced from my outfitted hunt, you guys would be totally down with it. Because mm. I went, I went up to Colorado for seven years straight with my dad, and that that was the big selling point. It's an outfitted hunt, not mm. a guided hunt. Okay. So pretty much what what we paid for. For our outfitted hunt was private property and lodging. That's what we paid for. Like we, we, we had, yep. we had a bunkhouse. We had ten thousand acres at like eighty five hundred feet, and we had fifteen hundred acres at four thousand feet. And the outfitter who knew all the property you know he laid out a map he's like hey you know this time of year these are your travel corridors because at that point we, we were out there at the last week of october we're hunting mule deer and elk 
And the lower ranch was kind of wintering ground. The upper ranch was kind of a travel corridor. Yeah. He's like, hey, these are the spots. He's like, you know, one guy should kind of head out in this area. One guy should head out in this area. You know, here's your trains. These are your landmarks. I mean, I mean, that's what it was. It's kind of like, yeah, here you guys go. The plus side, you know, is like, yeah, you go out there, you shoot it, you got it. The plus side being on the private land, there's four wheelers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you yeah. shoot an elk nice, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. You drive up to it with a freaking four wheeler and a trailer. Yeah. I mean, we literally had full elk hanging from the meat pole. Wow. So I think, you know, I there was no, there was, there was no packing out. There was none of this. Yeah. You know, that, you know, that. yeah, we, we were paying pretty much for private land and, yeah, you know, that, we're, we had, we had eight guys on freaking eight square miles. Wow. Yeah. Now I could do that in a minute. That, then you can control what you want to do. I, I'm game but, with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he'd point out like, yeah, there's a watering hole here. There's a watering hole here. And yeah. Yeah, like that that's that's the kind of when i think of an outfit hunt that's fine you know the whole full guided thing where they hold your hand yeah yeah i, I get you on that where I, yeah i don't need a guy holding my hand telling me where to pull the trigger no nah, no nah. i think that's a big difference too um between like what you were saying guided versus outfitted because i've done not quite what you had bud but i i went out to wyoming and, you know, those Western states, they've got this, uh, I think they call them a trespass fee. And so yeah. I went out. Wow. Uh, Chris, they want to hang you here. They want to hang you here, trespass. <laughs> <laughs> a trespass fee is, is, is a lease right. Lease right, right for as long as you want to hunt it. Yeah, yep. yeah. I got so it. So I'm do it by day. So we went out antelope hunting. Uh, my dad took me and my brother out in high school. We shot a couple of antelope. And, uh, it was like, I don't know, a hundred bucks a day that they had to charge you based on like what the state dictated, whatever the trespass fee for, for is that. And it was the same thing that Bud had said. It was like, all right, I got a thousand acres. Here's the water holes, you know, the antelope, they're everywhere. We don't care about them. Just shoot them. Yeah. Yep. And it was awesome. Oh, that's, but that's the same thing. Like we're. We were, we were hunting a cattle. It was a major cattle operation. Like the, the ranch we were hunting, and that, that's, that was their, their summer grounds. Yeah. So they don't want the elk. They don't want the deer because that eats the grass away from the cow. Cows, yeah, I got you. It's almost like a farmer. Get rid of the goddamn deer because they're killing my crops. I got you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, except their crops are free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a legal thing out there too. I mean, it's there's a lot of guys I know from Wisconsin that even go out to uh, like Wyoming for deer hunting. And it's the same thing. It doesn't matter what species you're hunting. You know, you pay this amount and you oh, have yeah. this many days and go for it. I, I gotta yep. admit, I, I have to admit this. I'm gonna admit to you guys, the first people hearing this, my son's getting a PlayStation Four. And I, um, I just bought today the some kind of Call of Duty game, or not Call of Duty, excuse me, 
Call of the Wild game. Supposedly, it's phenomenal. It's almost like hunting, where you shoot all. Oh yeah, I got, I got that upstairs. I think. Okay. All right. I hear it's phenomenal. So. <laughs> I played it a couple of times, but it, yeah, it's like a three D map. You walk around, you call deer, and you shoot them. I don't. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> That'll be my outfitted hunting. <laughs> there's probably cheat codes where you have like no scent or something like that yeah, probably change the wind change the wind around. up up down left <laughs> so not to get sidetracked about you know outfitted hunts and deer versus bears but like i don't know have you guys ever hunted well a couple of you aren't from wisconsin but uh have any other guys hunted like bears Turkey. I want to. I yeah, not I mean, it's bears. ridiculous. You know, here in Wisconsin where, you know, you put bait down for however long and the acorns start dropping, they start running with dogs and all your baits go cold. You go up to Canada, yeah, they ain't got any dogs, they ain't got any acorns, they don't have anything but whatever they put out for food, food and fawns. That's the two things they eat up there. So, yeah. I mean, it was... It was way different for the outfitting up yeah. there. I mean, it, it was yeah. nuts. When I was at Infault's house, he showed me his barrels. He had he had these barrels, I guess. Is that how you do it? These yep. big 50-gallon drums. Yep. And they stunk. They stunk like, you know, he says, oh, I just I just brought them out. We uh, Bear season just got open. Just got over. Go, go. He said, "Look, go take a whiff of them, man." I'm like, "Oh my lord, what the hell is that?" So, uh, you know, Infault, man. Who knows? He could be shitting in one of them, or you know, he's that dude. Who knows, man? You know. So, it, I that's my question. I guess that's how you bait him and all that. I don't know nothing about bears at all, man. I run if I see one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good shit. That's good shit. They say that they can smell a dead carcass from ten miles away. I've read before. Is that true? Yep. Yeah. I guess that's what they say. Yeah, I've watched them like. Uh, that's the news. When they come out of the den, I've I've watched them literally like go from cabin to cabin, looking and see who left shit out. Like it's. Wow. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing with bears. They're not conditioned to do that. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. They're not. Yeah, that is crazy. I'm just intrigued by it because, like, I've never really eaten bear, so I want to eat one. Mm -hmm. Dude, bear mm -hmm. is like if you cross a beef with a pork, you know, a pig with a cow, and it, yeah. dude, it's amazing. Like, you know, venison, where you get the people that aren't used to eating venison and all oh, the burgers dry. Well, bear, you don't have to mix anything with it. It is just juicy. Yeah. Oh, yeah fatness like you start butchering that, it, your hands are greasy yeah see like that's why like, i'm really like super intrigued by like an old west bear like that's heavy on like the blueberries and shit like mm -hmm. that that's a good point yeah yeah you know it's it that it's so different like because that's what they say like you know it's what it's eat like you know all the bears in wisconsin michigan minnesota canada it's so much over bait, you know, yeah. and then depending on which state, I mean, you got guys feeding dog food and rotten carcasses and all this to the bears. Yeah. I mean, the meat's going to start tasting like that. That's true. Like, you yeah. go out, that's a good point. You go, out, 
you go out, you know, and then you got like your Alaskan bears where they're just eating dead fish. Yeah. You know, Wisconsin, you can't feed them dog food or rock yeah, food. Wisconsin, you can't. No. Uh, why is that? I don't, I don't know. Ah, uh, just the the regs, you well, know. They uh, yeah, this that's just, just how the regs are. Hmm. They don't want. Yeah, you can't feed them any uh food pro or animal product. Okay. Anything yeah. that's actually an animal. You know, and then you yeah, dog food. Animals, right? Yeah. Number one bond killer. But, but I always heard, like, yeah, you like, you, what is it? Is it spring? Yeah, I think, like, you go out, like, you got those eastern, like, the spring bear hunts out west. Yeah. You know, and then they get on, they get into, like, a blueberry patch or something like that, and they say, like, the actual meat itself will start tasting like blueberries. That's crazy, man. That's But it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. You know? I just think that'd be crazy to have a meat that yeah. tastes like that. That's that sweet. Yeah, that'd be weird. I don't know. I've never eaten a bad bear. I'll tell you that. I want to try coyote hunting. They that's big around here. I got to get some. I got to figure out how. And and they say that's fun as hell, man. Calling them in and shooting them. And New Jersey is loaded with them, dude. We have so many coyotes in South Jersey. They steal people's dogs out of their backyards, dude. He's well, down in Chicago and stuff, too. Like, Townsend, I don't know how close you are to Chicago, but, I mean, they got their own whole little thing down there in Illinois that they're running around the cities, and it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, we got – I mean, my parents, because I, I hunt out of their backyard for uh, waterfall, and uh, I, a few weeks ago I was out there, and um, – I saw a bunch of deer going through like 80 yards away from my goose pit. And uh, so I threw a camera out there and it's been nothing but coyotes nonstop. So mm. I'm getting ready. I got a, I, I have a caller that was my brother's like an electric call. I'm getting ready to go out uh, soon as I get a full moon and uh, sit in that pit and throw that collar out and try to take a couple of those out. Cause I mean, they've been showing up as soon as it gets dark. Almost. Yeah, because you can hunt them at night, right? Yeah. You're not hunting them at night. Yeah, we, we, right now we're in the middle of the season where it's uh, you can hunt them 24 hours a day, and you can hunt them year-round here. So, oh, really? I got to look yeah, into that. That's, yeah. that's how Wisconsin is. Okay. I guess I'm going on my first coyote hunt this winter sometime. Yeah, I, I hear when, when it's a full moon and you got the snow on the ground and you can just see everything, it, it just makes it a lot easier. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. It's yeah, you need the full moon and the snow. That way you can see the silhouette. And, you know, because every we've all been out. You go outside, take a piss in the middle of the night, and it's a full moon with snow on the ground. It's yeah, it's day, it's daylight. Yeah, yeah. Well, thing about we Kyle, snow here like at all. Though, that's the only bad part. We get very very little snow, if any, every year. Um, it's none really. Rob, if you're gonna get into it, like February and March, when the breeding season really starts, mm -hmm. that's when they start to get really gullible. I could uh, hook you up with some contacts of mine that I mean, they've got all like the thermal imaging and yeah, yeah, know, they, they go hard on it. But uh, when they start breeding, like February, March, or when the pups start coming around, I might say the dates wrong here now, but yeah, they start looking for all the food that they can get, you know, to bring back. 
and they get really coyotes never get gullible i, I won't yeah, say I heard smart. yeah they start to get a little bit less weary and more brave when they need to I bring food back yeah now i tell you man when i'm when i'm scouting i find dens all the time all the time i find dens now i don't know if they're active i mean i always look for for fresh tracks going in and out but you know it, it's it's hit or miss so i don't know if they do they live in a certain den all the time or will they switch up to areas or i have no idea i guess if if i had to take a guess i'd say they switch because yeah i mean you look at year to year i mean yeah they they move they move yeah. wherever the food are yeah. well so here's something for you i walked up on a coyote bedded once Oh yeah, yeah. We were tracking. Uh, my buddy shot a big buck, and we were basically looking for a body. You know, like a couple days later, at the point where we finally got access to this private, I walked up on a freaking coyote bedded. Like I've heard of them got bedded like uh, on top of hay bales and stuff, like sunning themselves, like Mm -hmm. a typical dog would do. But yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, you should be sleeping in a den. So it's It's crazy. Wonder if something something wrong with it. Yeah. Well, we get like around here, we get uh, the the koi dogs, where uh, a dog will breed a coyote, and uh, they they they're not afraid of people, and uh, they're a I little bit bigger. It's, it's kind of eerie. I've seen one before. It was uh, it, it uh, it was daylight. I was at my parents' house, and it was fifteen yards off the back of their deck, just kind of like walking around. So they say they are dangerous. They're the dangerous, yeah. real dangerous ones. They don't care. They're very aggressive. I hear. I, I've, I've read that and seen that. Very aggressive. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. My only coyote story is uh, I was gotten out a deer one time and I was surrounded by a pack of them and oh, Lord. I had to play some good old music to keep them <laughs> away from me. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty sketchy. Yeah, so. that's sketchy air, boy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, you, had to, you had to figure out a way to fill your bladder to piss it all <laughs> out. Yeah. No. It, well, it was just weird. It was a buck I shot a couple years ago, and the coyote then was not very far away from, away mm-hmm. from where this buck who I liver shot was uh, bedded down, and uh, they ended up trying to chase him. Good thing he ended up going into the this most multi-floral, I don't know, uh, what do you Somewhere call nasty. Thickest gnarly shit ever. Yeah, 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 yeah the gnarliest. I needed an IV to get my buck out of there because I was yeah. bleeding so bad. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, they ended up pushing that deer into that nasty shit. So mm. just just an interesting story. So That is. Yeah. That's a crazy story. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, let's get to the question to close out this podcast here all right so you got uh one you got to pick a month to hunt here so september is white oaks are an apple tree next to buck bedding with a scrape october uh hunting a buck uh with a rub line coming out of bedding with a scrape heading into doe bedding Okay, November, uh, hunting the edge of doe bedding or a pinch point, waiting on a cruiser, or December, 
hunting after a huge snowstorm with a big cold front coming through and you got the best food stores for miles. Which scenario would you guys love to hunt the most? December. I love the late season. I just don't have my license yet. <laughs> and I'm Samantha has COVID, so I'm waiting for her to be clear to go back to Delaware. <laughs> That's why I'm in Jersey. <laughs> so I love Delaware. I love December hunting, man. I love it. Yeah, you you love the cold, Rob. So yep. I know that much about you. Yeah. All right. You straight to the point. Uh Zeb. So um there's two ways to answer this from experience or from what I want. I agree. From experience, I would go end of October. But to answer the question directly, it would be having the opportunity to hunt late season with that golden food source. Because I don't know. I've I've started to draw the conclusion, at least where I'm at, where I scout late season trying to get that buck you know coming to the food is just trying to find the food like they're like geese you know like waterfall go to the hot food it's source so here patternable. yeah like if you don't have it you're out of the game so and patternable yeah absolutely and i would love absolutely love to be in the position where you have you know that guaranteed food source oh, yeah. at time of year like Hands down, that would be so awesome to experience. Yeah. So I guess my not, answer. Not only, not only that, and I don't want to jump on you, Zeb, but not only that, you're probably not going to see that buck. You're going to probably see multiple bucks because here, the end of December, they're hanging back together. And they're getting yep. ready for January to drop horns. So you're probably going to see bachelor groups again, you know? Well, that's what I saw when I was out last night. Saw mm -hmm. six to eight back yep. together. Yep. And that's what I was thinking too. And, you know, Eric sent us that video of those deer together. And I don't know, like, it's kind of like they're always on private. You know, you get that where, you know, we're in a that's pretty good area. And Eric, you know, talking to each other, we ended up hunting a lot of the, or at least scouting a lot of the same property. We're not that far away mm -hmm. uh, from each other. And having that, like, there's a lot of people around here that like whitetails as much as we do, except they have the property to do it on and they can keep that food and to be able to experience that at the end where it's like that, there's no question about it. It's happening there would be absolutely amazing to me. Yeah. I'd like no. to see how many are more, how many are consistent though. You know what I mean? Like how many nope. of them are consistently killing the ones that they're going after. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because most I of them it's more, it's probably more opportunity. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I talked to a guy uh, two days ago, muzzleloader season in Wisconsin. So our muzzleloader season um, goes right after our gun season. It's nine yeah. days right after our gun. And he was telling me a story of just, you know, a week ago where him and his buddy were sitting in a box blind debating who was going to shoot a 150. <laughs> I mean, no bullshit. I mean, they were debating. No, I, I, no, I, no, I know, I know. I it's, mean, just uh, to have that yeah. opportunity in my head is just like oh, mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. And that would be so cool. Yeah. So cool to do. 
See, I, I want to know that buck. I want to know him. I want to have a little bit of history with him. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm weird like that, man. I'm just an idiot. I make so much shit. I make it so much harder on myself than I need to. You know what I mean? I always have. Um, I learned guitar at 45, so I just, I challenge, I, I take the, the hardest things up in the world to do, and I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm nuts. So. <laughs> it keeps you ticking. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Tonson. I, I mean, I, I'm coming from a different place than the rest of you guys, because I'm very new to whitetail, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'm partial, like I, I, my roots are in like waterfall, like hunting out of my parents' backyard. And it, it's, it was always the best days were the days with snow on the ground where, you know, those, the, your decoys stick out from a mile away mm -hmm. and you can see those geese turn. And, um, I killed my first deer, uh, over kind of like a food plot um in in the cwd season here in illinois which is the very end of the year and there's snow on the ground so i mean and, and like the cold doesn't really bother me that much and uh i like being able to see like a, a long ways away so i'd, I'd pick december I, I like being a i like that whole situation it's nothing more than just nostalgia and yeah and my, my experience and other things so All right, right on. Blood. This one here, I was, I was really, I, I kind of looked at it from a lot of different ways. As far as like a buck itself, I don't want to shoot a buck early season because at that point, they kind of just look like a doe with horns. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to shoot a buck. That's like, you know, that early November, big, thick neck, a lot of fat, just big beefy, neck. tanky, you know, and a nice rack. But now looking at it, now if I shoot him in December, I outsmarted that buck after he had pressure for like three, four months, which means I was the top dog that day. That's what I'm saying, brother. <laughs> so, you know, game, but at the same time, you know, it gets to just December in Wisconsin. I really don't want to sit out there. It gets freaking oh, cold some days. Yeah, you guys get cold, man. We don't get cold here. You guys get cold, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like so that. Mean, yeah. As far as a pleasurable hunt, then I would want to hunt in the end of October. Because, <laughs> like, the end of October – you can just go out there with like a sweatshirt and be comfy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm really torn exactly like which one. Like, September, September hunting is fun, but, yeah. you know, as far as the looks of the buck, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like it. But then you got mosquitoes and sweat. Yeah. God, sweating. But as far as the other three, I mean, yeah, they all got their ups after that. Yeah. Well, which one are you picking? <laughs> I don't know. That's where I was torn on this one, man. This one was a lot harder than the other question. What if what if Eric? So I I guess I would I would say if if I, I mean I'm just gonna take the average. I'm gonna take the early November 
I don't even care about the food, but no, early November is where I would like to shoot it. Because he still survived two months of hunting season, and I shot him. He's a big buck. He's still whole bow season, and I shot him at the end. He's still a tank. He's not run down yet. And I don't have to sit out there in the bitter cold. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> All right, right on. Uh, so what am I going to go with? Uh, believe it or not, at this point in time, uh, put me down for early season. I The reason I say that is because um, them heading to an apple tree or white oak tree, watching how slow and relaxed they move in that early season. It's true. And, like, enjoying that full them on their game. They haven't yep. had much pressure yet. I'm on my yep. game. I've been watching them all summer. And no uh, <laughs> last year, uh, I just and, – and the reason I say this is because I've had some pretty good early season encounters. I mean, just – see them just moving slowly like they're the freaking big dog like i don't know i i i get off on that for early season i guess um yeah so i'm gonna go with um moving to uh apple tree or white oak island or something like that so so see big buck do big buck things yeah yeah <laughs> i i i love that and it's and nobody else likes to hunt that time of year. So I do, but I do like December too. <laughs> I hate the rut. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. That's so, so, so Rob likes mosquitoes and snowstorms. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, this is where I'm an outlier. I can't say I hate the rut. Yeah. I, I just can't because, you know, I, I run some trail cameras and all that stuff, not knowing what bucks are what, but. Yeah. That guessing game of, oh, there's a horn in the brush. Like, yep, I'm gonna whack him if it's decent, and he comes out and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, yep, game over. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say I hate the rut. I, I like I, to hunt that's the why rut. I'm calling you guys yeah. out on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate it, but you know what I mean. No, I like I, to see bucks. Don't get me wrong, but I, I like, I like it, it's. I like to try to pattern certain bucks. That's. That's why it, it, it it's almost impossible during a rut to do that. It really is. It's it's I, it's I, almost. I yeah, I I don't say I hate the rut. It, it's a frustrating yeah. time. Yeah, because thank you. It's very frustrating. If, yeah. if you're looking for the the kingpin, they yes. they can be very frustrating that yes. time of year. That's well, I'm yeah, saying. because the kingpin switches his property from here to fucking Stevens five, Point. Yeah, yeah, five miles away. <laughs> then he well, comes I, home and. I read a study that said uh, uh, buck travels seven miles per day minimum per during the rut. I, like on I, average, I I I think maybe in a circle in a certain area. Yeah. But I I I agree. I I wouldn't disagree. I would have thought it'd be more than that. Yeah. That well, well that's no, yeah. I think it's probably seven miles a day, but his circle is probably seven miles over a week yeah. period. Yeah, look how much weight they lose by December. It's sick. It's like yeah, 30 pounds, some of these deer. It's crazy. Well, think yeah. about any of, the, any of the blood trails you've been on with a buck that hasn't been hit, like, well. I mean, yeah. 
look at how much country you can cover and be like, oh man, we did this, we did that, we did this. And at the end of the day, it's like, fuck, we covered two miles. With, and, a, with a bow and, or an arrow in them. <laughs> yeah. Not, and we're how many hours yeah. behind him when we're doing yeah. this? Like, yeah. I agree. Top to jump for them. Yeah. You know, they're used to walking all day long, or not mm-hmm. all day, but all night Man. long. And two, two years ago, I had a buck, same buck. He's got a scar, a buck five miles away on one trail camera, five miles away on another, oh, during a rut, though. But uh, he, he, I was like, wow, holy shit. I knew that's the same buck. But I had to look back and make sure, but it was. It was the same. I don't know if he's alive, but I think he got killed. But that's crazy. Five miles. Yeah. That's going to wrap up this week's podcast. Hopefully you guys thought that discussion was interesting, how Rob, who's typically a public land guy, went on some private slash outfitted slash guided uh, ground and really the ball was taken out of his hands on where he could sit and it sounded like he didn't like that very much which isn't surprising um, just kind of interesting to see what it's like for a public land guy to go on an outfitted hunt go ahead and check out his YouTube channel the buck psych does a lot of great things on their public land strategies mapping strategies for public land where to put trail cameras he has a bunch of stuff on his channel and uh he really likes to help out new hunters thanks for listening go ahead and check out our youtube channel too red bearded predators and uh we'll see you guys next week